Hey folks, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I appreciate your support. I appreciate your feedback. The handle on Instagram is ReginsM36. If you want to follow me on Instagram, um, I've got some updates there and you can also drop me a line. Let me know which episodes are speaking to you the most. I greatly appreciate that, but I appreciate you being here. Okay, um, this week I wanted us to go back and uh, talk about my uh, my current job. You're fired. But I guess it's, it's, to be honest, that's not exactly the way the message was delivered. It was in a more civilized way, this time I would say. A more gentle way. The guy even had the decency of uh, giving me some advance notice. And surprisingly, at the time, I wasn't very disappointed. I wasn't heartbroken. I wasn't taken aback. And now in retrospect that I, I go back and I, and I try and understand it a little bit better, I realize that when there's light at the end of the tunnel, sometimes you know it's not an exit. Sometimes you know it's a train coming. I analyze it now and I ask myself, where was the shortfall? Well, there are a number of things, right? You move to a new town, you start a new job, and the people around you are looking for a certain level of commitment, aren't they? There are signs that, I guess, give them comfort, right? Signs like you getting a new new house or new apartment or some permanent residence which is one of the things that I didn't do when I when I moved to this new job it was you know like I said before it was it was a uh, a different town not my hometown and you know fast forward months into this job and I I still was in in a temporary housing kind of situation I hadn't really committed to a to a to an apartment and again not sure of looking i just hadn't found anything that i that i wanted but at the same time i also was in that mode where i wanted to feel sturdy right feel comfortable feel comfortable enough to to make that move and i guess whatever it is i was i was looking for i hadn't quite gotten it yet so consequently there'd been no no commitment from that end but that doesn't give the people that you're working with comfort that you're committed to to their enterprise that you're committed to to them right so i mean that's part of the reason right but in reality the other reason is something that i've talked about before do you assume that the next position is one that you can do just because you've seen it being done or do you have a good understanding of that position like I said, now in retrospect, when I look at it, I, I, I wasn't prepared. I didn't understand all the ins and outs of that job. I, I thought I did. I'd seen it being done every day, but I hadn't done the homework. I had not gone back and sat down and did the homework and sat in front of somebody who was good at this job and try and soak up information on how best to do this job, how you can be the most effective. Because what those people were not looking for, I'm pretty sure, were not looking for somebody who can just keep things going. 
which essentially is what I was doing. I kept things going. They were going at, you know, decent pace. We were not breaking any records. We were not outshining everybody else. We were just getting by. By no means am I saying we're losing money, but I'm just saying we're just getting by. There was nothing fantastic. So why bring this guy from out of town just to perform a mediocre job, an okay job? Why, why do that? One, and this guy's he, he, he looks like he's got one, one foot in and one foot out. So why even bother? Why not find somebody who's committed, number one? Why not find somebody who can do the job better? I mean, now that I look at it, those are the questions that I'm asking on behalf of the, the, the executive, on behalf of the bosses, that they, should have, they would have been asking the same, the same question. That's why, that's, why, that's why they got rid of me, right? That's why they get rid of me because, hey, we can get somebody else. We can get somebody else who we can close our eyes and see, um, see ourselves with this person in in a year's time, in a couple of years time. Somebody who's willing to grow with us. Somebody who we are we are willing to invest in. But I didn't give them any of that. I didn't give them a reason to keep me. Or to grow me, and that's a, that's a, that's the honest truth. So you're doing a mediocre job. You're not committed. You're out of here. It's that simple. It's that simple. This place is, a, is, a, is one place I can tell you that it was a different role. And I didn't set the world on fire. And sales is all about numbers. The reason I bring somebody else new is not because I want to maintain what I already have. But it's because I want, to, I want something new. I want something better than what I already have. And this new person is supposed to bring in new energy, new ideas, new ways of doing things, and new culture that will help us to get better. That will help the company to get to a new level. But if you're there just to collect a paycheck and to maintain the status quo, then, then you have no value. You have no real value, right? So that, that, that's a position I find myself in. These people are very nice to, like I said, the guy was very nice. I said, listen, buddy, this is not working out. I know you've got your heart set somewhere else, maybe. Some other role, maybe. So I think that's what you need to go and do. Because your heart is not here. So in as much as that might, might have been um, hurtful in a way, I don't even think you can call it hurtful, but in a, disappointing. In as much as that was disappointing in a way, he was kind of right. He was, he was right. Because you're in a new town, you've been there several months, and you still haven't, you still haven't established a, a, a permanent home, so to speak. There's a problem, isn't there? But you know how it is when they call them Monday morning quarterbacks, that, that you, when you look at a game and you look at it after it's been played, it's much easier to nitpick and tell them all the wrong moves that they made. They should have done this and that. They should have done this at this particular juncture. It's easy. That game is easy to play because it's already been played. You can, you can uh, make all the right suggestions at the right times, but if you're in the game itself, you're probably not going to make the same calls. So that's, 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 that's what I'm talking about, and that's where we are right now. So the lesson for me, and I think I learned a valuable lesson at this job, because the lesson for me was, hey, 
Just because a job looks easy doesn't mean it's easy, number one. Number two, take some time to understand the new role. Don't just assume. I've touched on this before, I think, on, on several uh, previous episodes, but don't just assume that you know what is supposed to be done because sometimes you don't know what's supposed to be done. Sometimes what you see is just a cursory. Sometimes what you see is just, it's just an overview of the job itself. The nitty-gritty, the things that, that roll up your sleeves and, and get your hands dirty, you, you probably don't see that because you're busy doing your own job. So that's why maybe your boss's job looks, it looks easy, right? Oh, what does he do? He just sits there and just gets paid. He doesn't do anything at all. That's what most people say. But the reality of the matter is that you don't really know. You don't really understand. So it is important that we step back and we take some time to learn that job, to learn how you can be effective at that job. It is also important to find out what the previous person did and did not do what the successes of the previous person that you are replacing were and what the failures of that previous person were and what the expectation is for you, for you coming in. What expectations do you have of me? Let's fast forward six months from now. What would be your view of this position being a tremendous success? Paint that picture for me and show it to me as to what you would see, look at in six months from now and say this position is, is a tremendous success. Do you ask that question? Do you understand that question? And not only that, can you, can you, put, it in, in, can you put it into place? Can you actually do it? And if you cannot, what are you doing to prepare yourself for that? Okay? Because this was not a lateral move. This was a different job altogether. That requires different attributes, right? From managing two, I mean, uh, two to five people to 10 people. Now you've got 20, you've got 30 people, you've got 40 people, 40 different personalities to manage, 40 different people to motivate every day to make sure they're on top of the game. It's a totally different ball game. You've got two franchises to deal with, right? You're dealing with two different franchises. And listen, everybody knows the more people pay for a product, the more needy they become, right? The more demanding they become, the more entitled they are. If somebody's spending $20,000 on a watch, they expect a level of service that matches what they're spending. If somebody's spending $150,000, $200,000 on a car, they expect a different level of understanding a different level of treatment, a different level of customer service and all that good stuff, right? So they're not only expected from you, the manager, but they expect it from, from your salespeople. They expect it from your finance people. They expect it from everybody. Now you're responsible for that, not just their expectation, but you're responsible for the reputation of the store. You're responsible for making sure that you feel these people feel comfortable enough at your place to spend $150,000 a day. You're saying you want to be, you want to sell six, seven vehicles, six, seven cars in one day at an average price of 
$90,000 or $100,000. That's how much, that's what you're talking about. So six, seven cars, $100,000, $700,000. You want to make $700,000 in gross income every single day. But you've got to match that with effort. You've got to match that with expertise. You've got to match that with a different level of understanding of the business. And if you think you're just going to go there and wing it because you think you know how to sell, <laughs> welcome to the real life, right? Welcome to the real world. The level of attention, the way you follow up with somebody spending $120,000, $150,000, $200,000 on a car is not the same way that you follow up with somebody who's spending $20,000 on a vehicle. It's not the same way that you spend, uh, you, you, you follow up on somebody who's uh, buying a Seiko for, for $70 or $80, right? We're talking about somebody who's buying a Rolex for, you know, It's a a totally different ballgame. So you have to understand it. You have to understand all the ins and outs. When do you get involved? When do you not get involved? Right? People at that level, they, they they want to know that they're speaking to the man in charge, to the person in charge, to the lady in charge, right off the bat. They want to have that peace of mind. Are you making yourself available? Are you making sure that they know that you are available? There's so much that goes into it that without understanding it completely, you're fumbling through it. You're fumbling through it. You're hoping that your experience and your expertise and your charm is going to make the day, but it doesn't because there are certain things that the industry has gotten these people accustomed to. Keep in mind that any industry you go into, there are certain norms. There are certain things that people are already accustomed to. And you can't go in there and try and reinvent the wheel. You can take what they are accustomed to and make it better. But you cannot change it altogether. You understand what I'm saying? You cannot change it. If if this guy believes that every time he buys, every two and a half years he gets into this $150,000 car and... You, you, you get your porter and you go and deliver the car to his house. You deliver all the paperwork, blah, blah, blah. That's what he's been doing for the past 10, 15 years. And you think you can go in there and change that altogether. Say, okay, no, you need to come pick up your own car. It's not going to work. Now, I'm not saying this is what I was doing. I'm just trying to emphasize the fact that I, I, I wasn't equipped. I was not ready with the right equipment. My tool bag was lacking certain tools to do the job to no fault of anybody else but my own because I just didn't do the homework. I just didn't do the work to be successful in that job, to be successful in that environment. I didn't do the research and consequently, I walked in there blind, walked in there thinking I could do what I've done before. Well, like I said, again, it doesn't work. Find out what the social norms are and build on that. It's it's like uh, getting into a new relationship. This person was used to, they've always been used to somebody opening the door for them. And here you come along and you say, on your first date, that you know that's what they're expecting. You're like, you know what, I'm not doing that. 
That's that's not who I am. I'm that's I'm not going to do that. How how many days do you think you're going to get? She's going to open the door for herself that one time and that's probably the last date you're ever going to have with her. Or she she might not even go on the date. You know what I mean? So understanding the baseline of where you're starting off is always important. Understanding where it is you're coming from and where it is that you need to get to is terribly important. So take the time to learn your industry. Take the time to learn your job. Take the time to learn the next job. And don't be caught with your pants down, so to speak, and be embarrassed. But hey, you're not cutting the mustard, buddy. And you know what the sad thing is? The sad thing is not so much that you're not cutting the mustard, but the sad thing is that you look in the mirror and the guy in the mirror tells you, well, buddy, it's not like you are setting the world on fire. Did you not see this coming? It's not like you should be weeping tears of, uh, of blood because you lost this opportunity. Did you not see this coming? You did this yourself. What you do, did you do to prepare? What you do, did you do to, to, to make yourself better while you're in, the, in, 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 in this environment? Nothing, right? You're coming in the morning and punching the clock. I'm here, 8.30. You work until whatever time it is that you're supposed to work at. Okay, good night. We'll see you again tomorrow. You, you're just going through the motions. That's not entrepreneurship. That is not what being self-employed is all about. That is not what being a salesperson is all about. Being in your own business means you are energetic, you're full of ideas every single day. There's no off day. If I can use the same example I talked about earlier, just because you sold seven cars last yesterday for $700,000 does not mean today you, you, you sit back and, and you start enjoying or chewing the card. You don't sit back and start enjoying what you did yesterday. Today's a fresh day. And today's asking you, what, what are you doing today? What are you doing right now? Yes, you did this, so, this, that, and the other yesterday, but how about right now? Who cares what you did yesterday? That money's already banked. It's already been spent. It's already been budgeted for. How about today? So you find that sales is a continuous belt of activity. You are, you are, you are a, uh, a mouse in a wheel, so to speak. Even though there's a line in that wheel that says this is a finish line, that finish line is only there to show you when to start catching a breath and running again is. You're, you're not supposed to stop, right? Imagine running a 100-meter race, and then you, you tilt your head forward to get to the first place. As soon as you do that, you need to lift up your head again and start sprinting again. Because the minute you take time to sit back and say, oh, man, that was a wonderful race. I came first place. You lift your head up. The person was last place is already 20, 30 yards away from you. He's already sprinting. He's already into next month. He's already into the next day. And you're still busy gloating over what you did yesterday. So there is no time. So continuous improvement is key. Continuous improvement is the only way to get ahead in the sales business. It's the only way to get ahead in business. You don't ever hear a company say, oh, we're announcing our quarterly results and for the next week, the company is going to be shut down because we're going to be celebrating our quarterly results. That doesn't happen, does it? If anything, they're going to have a dinner that night. 
buy a couple of bottles of champagne, wine, etc., and celebrate. Tomorrow morning, back to work. You've got the same intensity, if not even more, than you did before. So the lesson here, folks, is very simple. The lesson that I learned was very simple. Not complicated at all. Don't assume that you know what's going on. Don't assume that the position that you're going into, you know, 100%. Ask questions. Talk to people who are successful in that, in that position. Talk to the hiring person that you who is hiring you. What the expectations are. What kind of support you can get from them. What kind of resources you can tap into to make yourself better. Find out what it is that you're supposed to do. And do it. And get better. And be deliberate about learning. Be deliberate about trying to get better. Be deliberate about your understanding of that role and the successes and what it takes to get those wins in that new role. Like I've said before, just because you're an excellent salesperson does not mean that you're going to become an excellent sales manager. It's a totally different uh, set of skills. Learn those skills, though. Ask questions. Find out what it takes. And it's easy. When you ask questions, it's easy. When you're determined to get better, it is easy. When you're motivated to get better, it is easy. But the first step is on you. You have to ask the questions. You have to be committed. Committed.